Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Welcome this morning. I thank God for today. This morning I'm bringing a message to you, and um, I believe these are some of the fundamental, foundational things we ought to know as believers, and not just to know, but also to practice. Because you see, the believer's life, the believer's walk is a walk of victory. Amen. We are not called, we are not being birthed again. We are not born again to be defeated in life, but to be overcome it. Amen. So there are certain things that we ought to know within our knower and also not just know, but to practice and to live it. Because we are called to, we have been called to an overcoming life. Amen. To overcome in life, not to go under, but to go over. I'm ministering this morning, your confession unto victory and subtitle, the power of your words. Amen. I'm reading from the gospel of St. Mark chapter 11, one of my favorite portions in the Bible, and my, my favorite goes all the way to the 24, but I'm reading to the 23. And Bible says, on, on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, that's Jesus, and seeing a fig tree afar of having leaves, he came, if happily, as if perchance, he might find anything thereon, on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter and forever. And his disciples heard verse 20. And in the morning, as the next morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cast is withered away. And Jesus answering said to him, Have faith in God. Or God kind of faith is that Bible says that God calls the things that be not though they are. So it's not, but he calls it and it comes into being. So it's a half the God kind of faith. But you call things that are not, and they come into manifestation. Okay? I have the God kind of faith. But verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Now watch this. This part is very important. You must get it. For I say to you, whoever shall say, if you have a Bible, I pray you do, and it's your own Bible, and you can mark it. Mark shall say. Shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Underline, shall not doubt. But shall believe that those things which he saith, again, say, underline, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So in this short piece of scripture I've read to you, the attention is on words what you say. Believe and say. He said, we shall have whatever he saith. Whosoever. And whosoever means everybody. Not the disciples, not the apostles, not the evangelists, not the teachers, not the men of God, the women of God. He said, whosoever. And you are part of the whosoever. The whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. 
he will have whatsoever he says. You shall have whatever you say. Amen. Oh, you didn't like that. I, I'm surprised because if you tell me, I, I ask you, it's like give me a blank check. I mean, it's a cause for happiness. You shall have whatsoever you say. You shall have whatsoever you say as you believe in what you say. That is what the word is saying, that you shall have whatsoever you say. So long as you believe in whatsoever you have said, you shall have it. The power of words. Not just ordinary words, but words spoken in faith. Words said in faith. So words are spiritual in nature. Words we can say are like air. Words, you can't see words, but you can see their effect. See, and words come out of what you feel. Words are an expression of your thoughts, your innermost feelings coming out of your vocals, like breath, like air. Words are spiritual, the spiritual expression of what is in the heart or what is in your mind. Words come through the spirit, enter the soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So basically, enter to your mind and comes out of your mouth. Amen. The word of God says that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Whatever your heart is filled with, that's what you say. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we together this morning? So words coming out of your mouth is an expression of maybe your desire, your feeling, your thinking, what you've thought about. It's in your mind. It's inside you. So then, pop, it comes out of your mind. Or it comes out as the, the need or the feeling to communicate. Whenever we speak words, we are communicating. And they are spiritual. Words are spiritual. They are powerful. Every word we speak, be it the word of God or otherwise, is effective. It goes to a purpose. Because if I want you to go and pick something for me, I can call you. I say, oh, as a matter, can you please pick something for me? It's effective because he, if he's nice to me, will obey and go and pick it, bring it. So there's been an effect. Are you understanding? So there's no word, Bible says there's no word of God that is devoid of power. But I also think that there's no word that is devoid of power. Because every word we speak carries power. They are powerful. Because words will always elicit one response or the other. The word you speak will always bring a response. What you say to others will bring a response. What you say about others will also bring a response. What you say to yourself, because sometimes we speak to ourselves. David spoke to himself often. He would say, my soul, hope that in the Lord, for he is a help to your countenance by God. To calm his soul down, he spoke to himself. What you say to yourself is effective. What you say about yourself is also very important because we say about ourselves what we think about ourselves. You say, oh, as for me, I am so shy, I'm shy. It's because you thought you are shy. But the probability is that you are not shy at all. Because when you are with your friends, you are not shy. Amen? But you say it, and then it has effect in that you believe it, and you act on it. and becomes part of you. So what I'm saying is that every word we speak is very important. Words are important. Words can kill. Words can also make a lie. Words can kill. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4, the high priest, Eli, sat at the roadside by a gate waiting for news from the war front where the Israelites had gone into battle with the Philistines. And a young man came to him with the news that your sons, Ophni and Phinehas, 
are dead. They've been killed in battle. And the Ark of the Covenant of God has also been captured. Bible as soon as the old man heard that the Ark of the Covenant had been captured, not so his sons, but the Ark of the Covenant of God had been captured, Bible says that he fell down and broke his neck. He died. The effect of that news, the pain, killed him. Maybe that boy hadn't come with the word so brutally. It might not have been so. That's why sometimes when somebody um, loses a, a loved one, and going to break the news, it's not like, there's a tactical way of going about it. Because we know that words kill. Words can also give life. In the book of the prophet Ezekiel, God was speaking about Israel as a nation. And he said that when Israel was birthed, it was not, wasn't, he, he, he made, you know, an analogy like as a baby. You, you were not bathed. You, you were not salted. You were in your blood. And I, then I came and I saw you in your blood. And I said, live. Live. Don't die. Live. The word of God, the command is to live. And so the nation lived. So the words that we speak can either kill or give life. So we must use our words profitably. Your words must be used profitably. This is not an exciting message, but it will help you. It will help your family. It will help everyone around you. If you don't really mean it, don't say it. Amen. Your words must be used profitably to give life to others, to yourself, to others, as well as even to your children. Many children are warped in their mind because of the negativity of words from parents when they were young. Uh, for, for, forgive me for saying, and that comparing and you know will break the child. That will go on to even give more powerful words which I cannot utter on this holy pulpit. Amen. Oh, you didn't say amen. <laughs> you know the words you can speak. You know, so we should use our words profitably for ourselves who are speaking to yourself thinking about yourself for others amen you should use your words to profit your words must profit as a believer your words must profit your words are not to tear down your words are not to kill your words are not to destroy when your words are killing destructive that means you are taking the assignment of satan because it's he only who comes to kill steal and to destroy so when you're uttering words against anybody or even against yourself or against somebody and you know that this word if the person standing they can't say it that means it's not good. Withdraw. Because every word you speak has an effect. Amen. Now, we must use the power of God, I said, profitably. And this one, I'm talking to you specifically about using the power of the word of God for victory. Amen. Amen. Speaking faith-filled words. Words that are filled with faith. So there's a scripture in the book of James on healing. One scripture I've loved for, 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 for a very long time. I used to wonder about a certain portion of it. James said, Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and anoint him with oil. Then he said, And then the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. <clears throat> and even if he has committed any sin, it shall be forgiven him. James 5.15. And I used to wonder, what is the prayer of faith? How do we pray the prayer of faith? It was, I, I kept on thinking about it until one day God ministered to me that, it is the prayer that is prayed in faith. Simple. It's not any special kind of prayer, but praying, believing that it will happen or that it, it has happened. It's a prayer that is prayed in faith that will bring the healing alongside the anointing with oil and forgiveness of sin. 
So when we pray in faith, the prayer that is prayed in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make the person well. And even the person has committed any sin, shall be forgiven them. So the, the prayer that is prayed in faith brings power, has power. In the same way, your words spoken in faith carry power to do or undo. When you believe something enough and you speak it, it has a power to do or to do or undo. Curses are words, but because they are spoken with such venom and intent to destroy, and faith that what I'm saying will happen to that person, they take effect. In the same way, blessings are powerful because when we pray or we speak blessing over your life, with a heart filled that be well with you, and our intention is that you receive goodness. We pray in faith. The blessing comes upon your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together. You know, when you tell somebody, God bless you. Because like Naaman, they expect that maybe you should come out and do some gimmicks, you know, kade, before they believe that you've done something. But the simple invocation of God bless you carries so much weight. But whatever we say or anybody says God bless you, they are invoking the power of God's blessing upon your life. They are telling God that bless this person. It's an invocation upon your life. And it takes place powerful. I remember a time when I, 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 I was told by God to give you know, to a certain group of people, and I was giving. And I didn't even know what I was giving, but he just said, do what I was doing. Then at the tail end of it, he told me that every, and nobody said thank you. Most of them would say, God bless you. Even they said thank you. They would top it with, God bless you. Yamin Shrao. Some were even Muslim, they will say, Yamin Shrao. And you know, God, and it felt like I had a bag that was picking every God bless you and put it inside. At the end of the whole matter, it's a whole long story today, I don't have time. What? God revealed to me was that the kind of setup and attacks that had been raised against my life to take me out, that I needed that magnitude of people saying, be blessed. So while others are saying, be cursed, the number of people saying, be blessed, are more. So it outweighed the mouth speaking destruction. I pray this morning, church, everyone of you, to everyone, God bless you. I speak the blessing of God upon your life. Everybody under the sound of my voice in this house, on the internet, God bless you. May it be well with you. May it be well with your family. May it be well with your destiny. May it be well with you. May all things go well and right for you in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And may the power of the blessing that supersedes the cares rest upon your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and say, Lord, I receive it. Words are powerful. You know, David, in one day, there was a battle between, again, the Philistines and Israel. It was, they, they were always at each other's throat. Now, Saul, the king, had gone to battle with his son, Jonathan. And then message came to David. And David and Jonathan were besties. They were best friends. But Saul, the, the father of Jonathan, sought consistently to kill David. But then, when that young man also came and told David that 
Jonathan is dead in the battle. And Saul also is dead on Mount Gilboa. Saul was, I mean, when he realized that they were captured, they were being captured, they were at the losing end and his men were dead and everything, he didn't want to be taken as a captive. So he, he called one of his, his armor bearer to, to, to stab him to death. The man said, no, I can't do that. So Bible said he took his sword and fell upon it and killed himself. So when David was told that Saul was dead and Jonathan was also dead on Mount Gilboa, this is what David said, 2 Samuel 121. He said, ye mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew, neither let there be any rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away. The shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil. I read the New Living Translation, it's clearer. He said, O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew or rain upon you, nor fruitful fields producing offerings for grain. For there the shield of the mighty heroes was defiled. The shield of Saul was no longer, could no longer be anointed. He was dead. The first king of Israel died on Mount Gilboa. That curse still stands today. Hello? I told you this Israel thing, you will never hear the end of it. Till date, no vegetation goes on Mount Gilboa. That is, what goes there is little shrubs that are not for eating. So he said that there will be no herb or no growth of anything for offering of grain. Nothing edible. And it's bare. And it is starkly so. Because it, is, it stands there bare and the mountains around it are lush and green. And even the valley beneath Mount Gilboa is very green. But Mount Gilboa stands there dry. These days I hear some little wildflowers grow there, you know, during the winter and spring. But summertime, dry. And it's, it's so, um, you know, it looks strange. Because in the midst of all the lushness around, it stands dry. Nothing goes on it. Why? Because thousands and thousands and thousands years of years ago, David, a man such as you and I, he wasn't God, he wasn't Christ, a man, ordinary man like you, how um, James says, a man of like passions as we are, raised this words, this case against a mountain, and the mountain has ceased to bear fruit of vegetation for thousands of years. Amen? The authorities, the, the, the vegetation or whatever authority, forestry authorities in here have tried to grow plants on it, but it doesn't work. And you know, they are very skilled. Even in the desert place, they're able to raise, but no, not on Mount Gilboa. Why? Because there's a curse, the words of a man against it. And I believe that these words were spoken in faith. Aha! That's Mount Gilboa there. So you see up there, you see the green there, you see the valley there, but look at it. Little shop, you see? And so, this is the power of words, just words spoken in, in faith works thousands of years over nature, over a mountain. The power of words. Somebody said the power of words. So words are powerful. The words we speak are powerful. Either for good or for bad. Okay? This one, he cares a mountain is standing. Then if you go to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 21 to 22, the prophet Elisha went to a place and the city, the city is good, but the water in the city is bad, it's, 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 it's deadly, it's poisonous, it's not pleasant. So what he did, he said, bring me a, a bowl of salt. 
and he went to the, 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 where the, 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 the waters began, and he poured the salt in, and he spoke words. He said, Thus said the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not from now be any more death or barren land. So I said, so the waters were healed to today. It changed the water according to the saying of Elijah, which he spoke. Words are powerful. Don't underestimate your words, especially words spoken by the Spirit of God, words spoken, that, especially the Word of God, words spoken in faith. Don't underestimate the power of your words. Amen. So in the first scripture I read to you from Mark chapter 11, Jesus was teaching his disciples how to use the power of faith-filled words to achieve anything. He said, if any of you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the thing that he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. It was a teaching. It was a lesson. And how many of you understand that the lessons are that in the Bible are for us? Jesus' words are for us. It wasn't just for the disciples, but also for you and I. Amen. So it applies to us. Amen. He was saying that the power of faith-filled words can achieve anything. Faith-filled words will bring you victory. You will, see, the word says that <clears throat> what you see is what you get. Fili Kadochi, Yagadiso say, it's not so in the Bible. The Bible says that what you believe is what you get, not what you see. What you believe is what you get. So, what do you believe? I want to ask you, what do you believe about your life? What do you believe about your future? What do you believe? Let me give you two seconds. Think. Close your eyes. Think about it. What do you believe? What do you sincerely believe about your tomorrow? Time up. Okay. I thank God. You know what you believe. So if you believe it, then that's what you speak. But if it's negative, today we are here to rewire your mind. Rewire your thinking. You must rewire your thinking so that your, 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 your utterances will also be different. See, there are many, 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 many situations and many areas of our life in which we need victory. I mean, serious victory. I don't know about you, but I need victory so much. Amen. And I, I say that nobody's at ease. If we should do, you know, right now, say, everybody come, tell me your, your issue. Everybody has an issue. The woman with the issue of blood always had a blood issue. But we all have different issues. Some have financial issues. Some have that issue. Everybody has one issue or the other. Many areas that we have needs that we need victory at. No one is at ease. <laughs> Bible says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Just think there's nothing wrong because everything's rosy, cozy, moly, holy. You are going about. No, 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 no. First Peter 5, 8 and 9. You shouldn't be at ease. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be relaxed. That doesn't mean you should be happy. It means that you should be sober. Peter says, be vigilant. Be watchful. Be clear-minded. Be sober and be vigilant. Because he says that your adversary, the devil, going, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Seeking who he can destroy. Who he can't. 
That means there are some people he cannot destroy. Some people he can destroy. And it's all based on what you believe, your faith. Amen? There are some people he can just blow and you are, you are down. Some people, too, he will, you have to really push you down. Some people, too, it will be, you know, nail tooth and hammer. Some people, too, it will be bombs. Bomb him, you bomb you, bomb him, and you are on the warfare. Seeking whom he may devour. But he says, listen to this. He said, whom resist steadfast in the faith. The elders, he says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Say so he's looking for somebody to destroy. He's looking for a marriage today to destroy. Looking for somebody's child to destroy, to kill. But he says, stand strong against him in your faith. Stand strong. If we didn't have this word of God to teach us this, we'll all just be victims. We'll all just be so vulnerable. But we are not. Oh, you are not responding to me. And I say, stand strong against him. He said that yes, it's true that the enemy is going about seeking whom he may devour, but you are not part of them. As for you, stand strong in the faith. Stand firm in the faith. And remember that whatever you are going through, somebody is also going through it somewhere. Or somebody has been through it. And I always like to add, has done that and has a t-shirt for it. You know how cancer survivors have this t-shirt? I'm a survivor. Boldly, we are survivors. Because that which killed other people didn't kill us. And I'm speaking to somebody today. That which can kill others will never kill you. That which will destroy your neighbor will never destroy you. I said it shall not come near you. Neither shall it come near your dwelling place. Is somebody with me this morning? Because we'll stand in the power of faith and the power of God and resist him steadfastly. In the name of Jesus. I'm calling you church to active resistance. Strong resistance. Gorilla warfare against the devil. He cannot come and take over your life. He cannot come and take over your home. He cannot come and take over what God has blessed you with. You are blessed. You cannot be cursed. And God has an assignment for your life. You shall fulfill it. God has a destiny for your life. You shall fulfill it. The devil is a liar. Somebody say, Satan, you are a liar. Big one. (laughs) Hallelujah. He said, resist him steadfastly in your faith. Your faith, not your fear, is what will hold you up in life. Not your fear. Fear will break you down. Fear will cripple you. But your faith will cause you to stand. No matter the problem, no matter the challenge, your faith will bring you up and over. (laughs) Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. I'm someone who has has had to deal a lot with um, lab, laboratory results. Go to the lab. At times, they'll prick me every day. I've been through all that. And anytime the results were coming, I realized that my heart would be beating. Beating. What is coming? Then God says, I can't live this life. I have to mount some resistance. So then, when I know the results are coming at four, before four, I said, Come what may, I know everything will be all right. Come what may, it doesn't matter what the result is coming. My God is over that result. Let it come. Because I realize that sometimes I will be afraid, and when it comes, everything is fine. And I go, ah, 
said, no, I can't live this life. So now when I go for any laboratory thing, they are bringing the results. I stand steadfast in my faith, awaiting the results. Dr. Diane is here. When the results is read, I, I send it to her by email. Then she called me, we'll discuss. No matter what it says, I know that my God is above that result. What, what at all can God fix? He's a fixer. He's a mender. Come on. Come on, church. I said, come on, church. Put your hands together. And thank God that he's a fixer. He's a mender of the broken walls of our lives. Is somebody with me? Yes. Stand fast. Stand strong in faith. Because whatever it is, it has to bow. Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Are you with me this morning? Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord for grace. Because we are standing by grace. It is by grace that we stand. Hallelujah. Above all powers, above all things. So I say to you, it's your faith, not your fear. That will hold you up in life and grant you the victory. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith in itself, <laughs> let me be straight. I was going to tell something about faith, but I won't. <laughs> about the church, we're having a conference, and the speaker, I believe it was Reverend Charles, that you mentioned, was preaching faith. faith. No, it wasn't Reverend Charles. Faith, 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 faith. And there was an uncompleted building next to the church. There was a man, man who stayed there, and he was being disturbed. Every night you come and faith and faith. And it was a faith conference. So <laughs> one day said, no, this would annoy me. He took a cutlass and got to the church. Shroud, shroud on the floor, sharpened it. Who says he has faith here? Immediately, the congregation. You know how you go fast? Out of the door, every exit, quickly. And a small boy was standing there with his mother. The small boy said, Sofo, Sofo no so ojidye. And there's Pastor who's he has faith. Hey! The madman rushed to the puppet. Hey! Who knows what you did? So I had to back down. He said, Oh, who did GDA faith then? It's Paul Demdems. Who, who had faith? Who wrote about faith? And we're also talking some. Not that I, we have faith, faith per se. You understand? So I had to calm down quickly. Ah! Or say, GDA. What do we do with faith? We don't have faith. It's Paul. Paul. Them But we say we have faith. And we overcome by faith. We believe. We believe. We have faith in Christ. Hallelujah. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We don't see it. But it is substance. We don't feel it, we don't see, we don't smell it, but it is evidence. We will bet our last, not, not Ghana bet, not Niger bet, we will bet our last dollar on faith. Because we know in whom we have believed. So faith is your belief. Once again, I ask you, what do you believe? See, so if you believe, then you must resist the enemy strongly and firmly in what you believe. For example, you, 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 maybe you have a car and then somebody just comes and says, this is my car. Hey, you just imagine the scenario. 
The car you bought, the papers are in your name, and if somebody just meets you and says, this is my car, it'll be rough. Because you are not going to give that car to somebody and say, okay, take it, and then we'll discuss it later at the police headquarters. Share. You would not give. It's the same thing. You believe what you believe God has said. What you believe God has done. What you believe God is doing. Would you just allow the enemy just take it from you? No. No, you won't. And so your faith must stand strong and firm. And then your faith must also be manifest. Your faith, the manifestation of your faith is that evidence that we are talking about. And your faith must be manifest through your words and your actions. Yeah. Your words should speak of your faith. Your actions should also show your faith. Amen. Sometimes we speak it by actions we lie. No. Your faith, your words and your actions must go together in order for it to be complete, in order for it to be strong, in order for you to have the victory. James on faith says that yes, you can say you have faith and I have the works. So show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith with works. So you believe that there's one God. He said yes. Even the demons, the devils, they believe that the God is. Oh yeah, demons believe. But their actions do not give that honor to God. So even though they believe, they don't act upon it. And therefore, they do not please God. They believe God is and they tremble. But they don't act on what they believe. But we, if we believe the word of God, we must speak the word of God and also act on the word of God and act by the word of God. Live by the word of God. That is what gives you victory. Anybody here in this house who have ever had a testimony and they come here and they say, and this and this happened. But I said to myself, but I prayed, but I said, but they were exhibiting faith. They either spoke their faith or they acted on their faith. Hallelujah. Your words of faith must also manifest in your acts of faith. Your words of faith should come. Because God says that a good man out of the treasure of his heart, and the heart is not the pumping machine, but your soul, brings out what is good. And an evil man out of the treasure of what is evil in him brings out that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you believe, you speak faith. But James says, act on it also. Then he says further that, you see, Abraham, when he was called, or called upon by God to go and sacrifice his son Isaac to God, he did it. He took Isaac to the, to the mountain and put him on the altar, about to stab him. So in, in, in essence, he did, because in his heart he had given him up. And God says that for that was counted to him for righteousness. And his action, not what he believed though, he said, by his actions, James 2, 21 to 24, he says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his action. When he offered up his son Isaac on the altar. So you see, his faith and his actions work together. His faith and his actions work together. And his actions made his faith complete. So his actions and his words made his faith complete. And James said, as the body is dead without the spirit, so is faith without the workings, the words, and the, and the action of faith. So your faith, beloved, must be expressed through your words and your action. 
And that is how you obtain victory over everything in life. When you believe, you speak it, you act upon it, and victory comes. And victory will come. Hallelujah. Bible says we have the same spirit of faith, therefore we, we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. So we must believe what we believe and doubt what we don't believe. And then we said they're going to die. Do you believe you're going to die? Maybe you believe it, but do you want to die? So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Don't say, I don't know. What are you going to do? Thank you. Thank you. You will speak the word of God. And you act on the word of God. You will speak the word of God and lie in bed and be depressed because you think you are going to die. You will speak the word of God. I shall not die but live to declare the good works of the Lord. Get up, go and take a shower and go out there, find some kenke and hot pepper to eat to revive your soul. And then move. Are you understanding me? For too long, the enemy is scaring people, frightening people, tormenting people. But why let him? When our Father God has given us enough to overcome. It is a speaking of your words, the words of your faith, that will bring you miracles and victory. You can't believe one thing and say another. So speak out of your faith and watch what happens. Speak your faith and see what happens. Confess your faith and see what happens. Jesus was tried. He was tempted by the devil. He spoke his faith. He spoke the word. The devil came down. Speak the word of God you believe. Speak it all the time and receive the victory. If there's one thing bothering you, go through your Bible. That's why you must have a Bible. If you don't know where to find it, find a concordance. This day is easy. Just type, what is your problem? Somebody give me one problem. Let me. Somebody give me one problem. What? Anxiety. Type anxiety. Scripture. You get so many scriptures against about anxiety. Pick them. And start worrying with them. Start declaring them by faith. When you start, I always say when you start, you are still anxious. You are still afraid. But keep on. The more you speak the word, the word is creative. I said the word is spiritual. The word creates. So when you begin to speak, it is like, hmm. Then as you are speaking it, you are confessing, then it's building up. Then it's working. Before you know it, you have a whole mountain of faith within you. And where is the anxiety? It's gone. It's gone. The word of God is powerful. It is creative. And the enemy is preying on people because we do not activate the word by our words. We don't speak the word. Sometimes I say pray. I mean, it's good to pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is praying to you, to God, praying mysteries to God. You are edifying your spirit and all that. But there are times when you need to pick the word. Uh, most times you need to pick the word. From the word of God, pick it. And hold on to that word and begin to speak it. And tell that the devil, you can't take my joy. <laughs> you cannot take my joy. I'm telling you that the joy of the Lord is my strength. God gives me joy. You can't make me fearful. God has not given me the fear of fear. I refuse your fear. And you begin to say, even if it's one scripture, I, I, I believe God has not given me the spirit of fear, but so power of love and of a sound mind, go about 50 times, walk, lie down, sit down. Just that word, scripture, expound it, say it, say it, say it, say it. By the time you are at 25, eh, number 25, you will see that the, the fear is just finally slinking away slowly, shamefaced. Because faith is building up. And faith will build up. And fear will disappear. Is somebody with me this morning? I'm talking about our victory over the works of the enemy by the word. Amen. Because Satan and his cohorts, 
are just working against our minds. And they'll always bring all manner of things. Your mind is the greatest battleground, I tell you. Bring all kinds of things. It doesn't matter what is happening. If you can win the battle of the mind, you win whatever is happening. If you can win the battle, this place, your mind, is the strongest battleground where the enemy fights you daily. Because it's a place of choice. But if you can win the battle of the mind, you will overcome and you have the victory. Hallelujah. You have overcome them. First John, I'm closing now. First John 4, 4 says, You have God, little children, and overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the first point of your victory. That Christ is in you greater than everything else. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So by Christ being in you, by the power of his spirit within you, you are an overcomer. Because can you imagine that? Look at, think about God. And the one that always I look at is that he says that all the waters, the seas, the rivers, the, the, the ponds, and the streams are like a drop of water in his palm. And so that's his palm, a drop. Go to Labadi Beach and see. Go to Busua Beach and see. You go anywhere, look at the, the vastness of the ocean. The Atlantic, the what, the, all together are like a drop. I mean, that is what the, what the one that I used to really kick myself up. That is a drop of water in his hands. Then this is my small body. This is my five foot. I like to add to my mama, mama, mama says I'm one or five. But I insist by faith that I'm five foot two. <laughs> when I wear my heels, of course. Amen. You see, she say, hey, you do. But you see, when I look at the bigness of God, and I look at this, my little body, honey, I bought this something small. What can he fix with this? I mean, think about it. What can he fix in your life? You think. And when you begin to think, you cast off fear. You cast off fear immediately. Anxiety will go. Fear will go. Depression will go. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's number one. Number two, Revelation 12, 11. Never forget the scripture. And Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Let me do the NLT to make it very clear to you. From verse 10. John said, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. We are kingdom people now. For the accuser of the brethren, of our brothers and sisters, have been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him, overcome him by the blood of the lamb, that's the lamb of God, and by their testimony. Testimony comes out of where? Testimony comes where? Right. So the blood has been shed for our, our victory, but then there's a need for your, your what? Oh, come on, child, I can't hear you. Say it loud. Your testimony, which is your word. So our words, our faith-filled words of the word of God is that which will counteract every move of darkness, every move of Satan, and give us the victory. You are an overcomer. Somebody speaking, I'm an overcomer. 
Say, I'm more than a conqueror. I am a winner. I have overcome every power set against my life. Every situation. Oh, by that, you should be getting up. Every adversity in my life, every challenge, I overcome by the power of the blood and the word of my testimony. And I declare this morning that I have overcome it. I am more than a conqueror. I have the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Oh, give the Lord a mighty shout offering this morning. Now, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to speak faith right now. Speak your faith right now. Declare right now. According to what you have said, speak it out. Speak the word. It doesn't even have to be scripture. It's what you believe by the word of God. Yes. Somebody declare, I will get through this one. This one will pass. No condition is permanent except the word of God. Somebody lift up your voice this morning. Declare it. May the bondage of fear break this morning. May the shackles of death and the threat of death against your life break. May what is looking impossible in your life give way to divine possibilities. Because with God, all things are possible. Declare it yourself. Speak it. Change will come. Somebody say it. My God is the unchanging changer. Able to change all things. Ah, I receive promotion. Because promotion does not come from the north, the west, the east, or the south. But promotion comes from God. And it's his delight to give good gifts to me. I'm his child. I cannot see tomorrow, but God, Elroy, knows my tomorrow. Therefore, I am confident in my tomorrow. Somebody make that declaration. It is not the end for me. Oh, this is just my beginning. I will not die, but I will live to declare the good works of the Lord. Somebody declare, the works of my hand shall flourish. The Bible declares that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. I'm moving forward. Not going back. I'm moving forward. I belong to God. He will take care of me. David said, I've been young and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I shall not beg for bread. Oh, somebody lift up this declaration. And there's no weapon formed against my life that will prosper. For the enemy will come in one way, but they will flee in seven ways. Lift up that voice and declare it. Somebody declare restoration to your life. Lord will restore that which has been broken in my life. My broken dreams shall be restored. For my expectations will not be cut off in life. God is my helper. Somebody, I'm just giving you suggestions. So pick the one that is relevant to you. 
pick it. It shall be well with me. God says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. I declare it shall be well with me. Ah, somebody, better days are ahead of me. Oh, Yakadabo Shalamasante. I see better days come for my life, for my children, for my family. It will not always be like this. Change is coming. Lift up your voice and make that declare. Speak the word. I shall live to see my children's children's children. I shall not die. I shall not be cut off in the prime of life. I shall not die. God is the debt counselor. He'll cancel all my debts. Today I owe, but tomorrow I owe no man nothing except love. God will help me. Today I'm being ridiculed and despised. But the honor and the glory of God is set upon my head. I will live it. I see nothing. <laughs> oh, but there is abundance. The sound of the abundance of rain tells me that rain is coming. Somebody lift up your voice. Speak oh, your words. I see like rain falling upon this house this morning, upon every head. A refreshing, a refreshing by the power of God. You are at the point of a certain decision. Speak it out. He's my counselor. He will counsel me. He will order my steps and direct my path. I don't know what to do, but God, you know. He's my teacher. He will teach me. I am weak, oh God, but Lord, you are strong. And I know you will strengthen me. You will give me strength in my spirit. Give me strength in my soul and give me strength in my body. You are my strength, oh God. I believe. I will not toil in vain. No. I shall be fruitful. All that I do. Speak it. Speak it yourself. God has not said no to me. He says I should wait. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting patiently. It will come. For he that shall come will come. And not delay. In his time. He will make all things beautiful for me. Declare it. This morning somebody declare. I have the mind of Christ. Strengthen my mind. Strengthen my soul. I have the mind of Christ. Thank you Jesus. I believe mm -hmm. it is well. God help me there. Lift up your hands, the anointing of the Spirit of God comes upon your life this morning. That anointing that gives you strength.
flesh give way this morning. The fears give way. Sickness give way. They say these chains will never break But they don't know you like we do There is power in your name Great. We've heard that there is no way through We've heard the tides will listening to today's word connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org get interactive with apostle on all social media platforms at apostle leanne coffee